Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this special edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am Mark Knight, professionally known to you guys as Mark Morell, also known as the Executioner. And I welcome you guys to this here special presentation from one half of that illustrious tag team with my main man and the main host, Dietrich Davis. And uh, I just want to get up here and to talk about one wrestler in particular. And this wrestler in particular that I'm going to talk about tonight is called Kenta. Well, his name is Kenta. And why the wrestling fans and why New Japan Pro Wrestling got a gym on their hands and that they ought to not sleep on Kenta. <clears throat> you know, me and Diedrich, we have discussions on and offline about professional wrestling and our different takes and our different views about the business. And one of the things that we always talk about, that we will always continue to talk about, which makes great conversation, is how the foreign-born wrestlers, the Japanese or the French-speaking or the Spanish-speaking uh, professional wrestlers, in most cases, normally don't make it well in the United States because the American wrestling fan is accustomed to seeing and listening to their professional wrestlers sell the product by one way, and that is by communication. And of course, <clears throat> living in a world where everything is to be diverse, in most cases, professional wrestling in its diversity still caters to the American wrestling fan who happens to be the overall consumer here in the United States. It's not work rate that appeals to the average wrestling fan here in the United States that um, might not be familiar with talent from overseas. Um, you might have some people that feel like, well, if you're not in the WWE or if you don't win the WWE championship, you ain't shit. <laughs> and I've had this conversation with a lot of people for many, many, many years when I would proudly tell them, hey, you know, there are other wrestling promotions in the world that promote pro wrestling and they do a damn good job promoting their product. And that maybe you guys should take a look and see what's going on. And many do, but then many don't. I'm just weird like that. I just happen to be one of those guys who think in the mindset of having my professional wrestling diverse. Although, yes, when I first caught my glimpse of professional wrestling, my first glimpse of professional wrestling was, and it was with the WWE or WWF. You know, that's simple. That's really, really simple. Um, everybody who is anybody who ever watched professional wrestling would know that um, that's what it was. And I wasn't really exposed to 
the foreign wrestler unless I saw Mr. Fuji speaking with the broken accent or I saw um, the great Muda when I would dabble in watching the old National Wrestling Alliance or the great Kabuki and things of that nature. I really didn't get into all of that aspect of the different styles of wrestling until I started training to become a pro wrestler. I really didn't get into all of that stuff until I started tuning into the video games like the New Japan Pro Wrestling Token Red Suden Series 1, 2, and 3, which is the precursor to the Raw versus SmackDown and the WWE 2K Series. I'm taking it back to y'all real quick. But in the process of that, I got to become familiar with All Japan Pro Wrestling, and I got familiar with New Japan Pro Wrestling and DDT, FMW, you know, um, All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling, you know, those sorts of the like, CMLL, AAA, um, War Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico and stuff like that. So my wrestling knowledge became more diverse outside of being in the WWE bubble. So now it got me to this point right here. Kenta. Now, me and Dietrich had talked for many a times, especially when I thought that the boom period for New Japan was in the 2007, two, I'd say between 2007, 2010s, um, I think that the boom period for New Japan was just getting its seeds planted in the ground. And I've been excited about wanting to see what was going on with the New Japan product. And I did that. But also along the way, I got to keep my eyes and ears on the wrestling scene over there. Now, I'm no Dave Meltzer. I don't profess to be knowledgeable as Dave Meltzer. But I would always keep my eye and ear on the ground for what was going on over there in the land of the rising sun. So, and I would do that because some of our friends um, wrestled professionally over there in uh, the land of the rising sun. Talents like the SAT, they went over there to wrestle. Um, the Amazing Red has gone over there to Japan and wrestled. Uh, Loki, of course, we all know he's gone over there to wrestle there. Homicide has gone over there to wrestle over there. Um, Quiet Storm has gone over there to wrestle, um, in Japan and so many others. And I'm talking about all of the guys here from the East coast, like Eddie Kingston and all these other cats, Jay Lethal, all these great talents here from the East coast that wrestled for Jersey all pro wrestling and ROH. They made their excursions to go to wrestle in Japan, whether it was for Zero One, whether it was for New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Big Japan Pro Wrestling, and Pro Wrestling Noah. But I'm going to get on the subject of Pro Wrestling Noah because this is where my feelings are going to be talking about tonight. And I'm talking about Kenta and why I think that New Japan Pro Wrestling signing Kenta was one of the best acquisitions they could have ever done um, within the last year, year and a half. And I'll explain. 
So we're going to go all the way back briefly. Just a little bit. We're going to go back just a little bit. February 22nd, 2019 was a day that um, many people would not expect. Hideo Hotami struggled in world wrestling entertainment. He came in with such vigor when uh, he was signed with the WWE Back in 2016, when he came in, he came in there, actually 2014, when he came in, he had such hype, he had such build, he had such um, flair to him. In fact, if anybody who've ever watched an All Japan tape in the early 2000s, or if you got to see any pro wrestling Noah you would have seen how incredible the artist formerly and futurely known, excuse me, futurely and formerly known as Hideo Otami was the motherfucking man. Now, I'm not going to say that because I'm dick riding because I'm not. You know, recently, uh, Jim Cornette was talking about the um, World Wrestling League tryout many, many years ago. And that same World Wrestling League, World League Wrestling uh, tryout, uh, Kenny Omega was there at this tryout. But two other um, Japanese talents were there. Um, Naomichi Marafuji was there and Kenta, Kenta was there. Right? So, now these guys were there to help train the um, prospects for World Wrestling League, um, for World League Wrestling. And obviously if they would have made it, they would have gotten a spot in Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, I don't really know the names of all of the count, the talent that was there at this, um, this camp. But like I said, the one other person that stood out that was there because motherfuckers is talking about it. It was Kenny Omega, right? But my focus is on Kenta right now. Of course, also there at that camp was, um, Kenta Kobashi, right? Orange crush. He was there along with Johnny Ace, because he also was looking to sign guys to come to WWE at the time. So apparently, if you go back and you watch any of these ROH tapes and you watch any of the Ring of Honor tapes, well, I said ROH is Ring of Honor. If you watch any of the Ring of Honor tapes and if you watch any of the um, Pro Wrestling Noah tapes, Kenta was the man. And I say that in the same vein like how Kazuchika Okada is the man right now. And like how I say that Naito Tetsuya is the man right now. And like how both Shinsuke Nakamura and Hiroshi Tanahashi was becoming the man back then. Kenta was already the fucking man. 
Okay? And I'll explain it to you. Right? So, here we go on with the show. We're going to go to his debut. He was a young boy in All Japan Pro Wrestling. He got a background in baseball and kickboxing. And this became um, the foundation to his style, which he uses a lot of shoot-based wrestling techniques while he's uh, wrestling inside the ring. And um, he was in their junior heavyweight division, but of course... um, for those of you who don't know, there was the big exodus where um, Masawa took a bunch of wrestlers and left to go to form Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, as he was there, he went on to um, become the junior heavyweight champion. He also went on to become the... Um, GHC Junior Tag Team Champions Um, And he also went on to become The GHC Heavyweight Champion Um, Kenta has had A lot of success Defending The uh, GHC Heavyweight title He's taken on a lot of names Such as Roderick Strong Atsushi Oka. He's taking on Koji Kanemoto, Tiger Mass, um, Muhammad Yone, BBX Hulk, BXB Hulk, Shingo Takagi, Kota Ibushi, Davey Richards, Daniel Bryan, the Briscoes. He's gone on to really make some names. He's teamed up with some names too. Like Yoshihiro Takayama. He made his trans, like I said, he made his transition um, to the heavyweight division. And uh, he went on to uh, do a whole bunch of things. He created a move, a submission hole called Game Over. Made a lot of people tap out. And then eventually, he would go on to win the uh, GHC tag team title. And then he would go on to lose the title 18 days later. And then he went on to win the Global Tag, the Global League, which is their version of the G1 Climax, their single elimination tournament. January 27, 2013, Kenta defeated Takashi Morishima for the GHC heavyweight title. And from there, he went on to defend that title successfully for an entire year. And I'm going to run down the names that he's defeated as champion. He defeated Junakiyama. Sasaki Kensuke, Keiji Muto. Yano Toru. He's also gone on to defeat Mikey Nichols. Katsuhiko Nakajima. Shane Haste. He was the first GHC heavyweight champion to defend the GHC title eight times for a calendar year. Now, that's a big deal because the GHC championship belt was a relatively new 
World's Heavyweight Championship over there in Japan with the established All Japan Triple Crown, the New Japan, the IWGP Heavyweight title, and of course the Zero One title as well. But he went on to do that. Eight title defenses for an entire year. Actually going on going on ten. Ten defenses. That's what he did. He had one hell of a record. He's defended that JC belt over in the United States as well against Loki. Uh he's taken on he's teamed up he teamed up with uh Nigel McGuinness against uh Brian Daniel Bryan and Takashi Morishima as well. Um they had a lot of big big matches, but one of his big matches was he wrestled Masawa for the um GAC heavyweight title and lost. But we're going to get right down to it. He comes to the WWE. He goes there. He does his very best, but his career was was plagued with injury. Not only was his was his career plagued with injury from hurt necks, hurt knees, hurt shoulders. One of the things that many people will say that hindered him was his grasp of the English language. But here's the big deal. Before that, WWE made a big deal of bringing Kenta into the um, into the promotion, signing him to NXT so that he can become familiar with the NXT way of wrestling, learning promos, how to cut promos in English, and so forth. And uh, in fact, he was such a big prospect that when WWE did one of their big tours over there in Japan, when they um, toured at Sumo Hall, they had Hulk Hogan introduce Kenta to the crowd so that they can formally announce that he was coming into the WWE and he signed his NXT contract there in the arena in Sapporo. Such a big deal. His biggest accomplishments there was uh, becoming close to winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the very first one, which was won by Big Show. The second one, which was won by Big Show, because the first one was won by Cesaro. He put up a good fight. He put up a good appearance. But from there, this is where um, Otami's career started to go downhill. They put him in the cruiserweight um, tournament, lost. They had him compete in various different matches, put him in silly feuds with um, Jack Gallagher, had him teaming up with um, Akira Tozawa. They did nothing with that. It didn't go anywhere. And he just kept getting plagued with injuries. Then they turned him heel, and they really didn't do anything with him except for just regulate him to 205 live then he left he asked for his release and asked to go back home and WWE granted his release broke his contract released him out of his contract sent him home in 2019 so now with him gone a lot of people was wondering where 
Kenta was going to go. Now, in my right mind of mind, I was naturally thinking that Kenta was going to return back to Pro Wrestling Noah to help put Pro Wrestling Noah on the map as maybe the number two Japanese promotion in the country because of his recognized fame being in the WWE, being on WWE television, being built as one of the focal points when WWE would come and tour in Japan that he was going to naturally go there. Or maybe he would have went to all Japan, but nobody was expecting for Kenta to come to New Japan Pro Wrestling at Dominion of that year. No one was expecting that. He made his return at Osaka Joe Hall, and he was brought out there by the wrestler, Katsuyori Shibata. And it was to some good fanfare because no one was expecting for Kenta to come back, not only to Japan, but to sign with New Japan Pro Wrestling. No one expected that. So, of course, you know, Kenta wanted to let the world know that he's there. And he's going to enter into that year's G1 Climax. And of course, that was the G1 Climax that Kota Ibushi won. Now, what a lot of people didn't realize was, towards the American fans, it was great to see Kenta in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, wow, now he's going to get his chance. But to the Japanese fans, the Japanese fans did not, see Kenta as a New Japan pro wrestling star or Shinyon pro wrestling star Um, or New Japan pro wrestling player. They didn't see him as that. A Shinyon pro essential. They didn't see him as that. They saw him as pro wrestling no essential which is pro wrestling Noah wrestler. He always was a new uh, a pro wrestling Noah guy. They didn't see him as a New Japan pro wrestling guy. Hey, I had to take a little bit of time to get that one together. But yes, it's essential. So, he goes into the tournament. Right? Uh, he defeated Kota Ibushi in the tournament. Kenta was rising through the A block. He was undefeated for about a month and a half, defeating the likes of the American Psycho, Lance Archer, or the Murderhawk Monster, Evil. He defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi, but he lost to Kazuchika Okada. Then he would go on to lose the final four blocks against Will Ospreay, Balak Fale, and Zack Sabre Jr., and he walked out of last year's G1 Climax with eight points. On the final night of the tournament, he teamed up in a six-man tag with Chaos members Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi against the Bullet Club. Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, the Gorillas of Destiny, who were the tag champions at the time, and Bad Luck Fale. But at the end of the match, Kenta assisted the Bullet Club in winning this match. And from there, that's when Katsuyori Shibata comes out and attacked Kenta 
until the rest of the Bullet Club came out to um, attack Shibata. No one saw that coming. No one saw that Kenta joined the Bullet Club. And I'm going to tell you what was going on. During the course of the G1 Climax, Kenta wrestled clean. Kenta wrestled some really great matches. Kenta put on a performance. He did everything that he could have done to win and capture the hearts and the appeal of the New Japan Pro Wrestling fans, but they rejected him. So, what better way to stick it to the New Japan fans than to join the Bullet Club, the top heel faction in New Japan Pro Wrestling? What better way to attack Hiroki, you know, to um to beat up on Ishii and turn on Chaos and attack some of the other uh New Japan guys than to join Bullet Club. What better way to really stick it to his friend Katsuyori Shibata? Fucking join Bullet Club. And that's what he did. He joined Bullet Club. Now, bringing things to speed, he would go on to win the Never Openweight Championship by defeating Tomohiro Ishii for the title. He held on to the title for 127 days. He did get hurt winning that, winning that match. He won the belt at Royal, Royal, at Royal Quest in England, making it the first time the IWGP, uh, an IWGP championship changed hands on foreign soil outside of... Uh, Okada winning the IWGP title at Madison Square Garden outside of the the Gorillas of Destiny winning the um, tag belts at Madison Square Garden other than Kota Ibushi winning the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship at Madison Square Garden and Jeff Cobb, of course, uh, winning the Never Openweight Championship at the Garden. But, this was the first time this belt changed hands in England. And that was a big deal. Um, Kenta would go on to hold that belt for 127 days. Had two successful title defenses. And he would go on to win the championship. He would go on to lose the championship to Hiroki Goto at Wrestle Kingdom of this year. But that didn't stop there. At the end of the night, the end of the main event from night two, as Naito Tetsuya raised the IWGP double crown in his hands, the Intercontinental and the Heavyweight Championships, Kenta comes out and attacks Tetsuya Naito, the brand new champion, and laid him out in the middle of the ring sat on his chest, Shibata style, and held both belts. Then, he would go on to challenge Naito, and Naito's first title defense, of all places, Osaka Joe Hall, for New Japan Pro Wrestling's very last show, where he challenged for the double crown title. Now let me explain something to you guys about 
why you should not go to sleep on Kenta. Kenta, or Little K as you call it, had mastered WWE's style of wrestling, performance, and entertainment. I think that Kenta became the idea foreign exchange student, and I'm going to tell you why. He took advantage of everything that he learned at the WWE Performance Center with everything that he has ever learned from the great Kenta Kobashi and his training days in All Japan Pro Wrestling, his build-up in Pro Wrestling Noah, his run in ROH, his excursions down to Mexico, and just him going to NXT helped turn what many would call uh, same old plain Japanese wrestler who comes in, he's going to make a name for himself, and the WWE's not going to book him right, and blah, 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 which they did. They did not book him right. And like how Dietrich and I said, English was the problem. But ah, English was not the problem. And I'm going to tell you why. When he joined Bullet Club, the backstage interviews Kenta was doing during the end of the G1 Climax and all of the shows that led up coming towards Wrestle Kingdom, you should see all of the promos that Kenta was doing in Japanese addressing the Japanese public making fun of Tomohiro Ishii in the same way like how Jay White would talk about Okada with that same energy how Jay White would lay into Hiroshi Tanahashi in that same light where he would lay in on someone like how Tama Tonga would lay into them. But see, but when he did it, he did it with a flair of entertainment. He did it with a flair of um, value. In fact, his promos were very Jake the Snake Roberts-like. But they were funny and whimsical to the point to where it's like, yo, you just want to reach through your television or your computer, or your cell phone, and you just want to smack the shit out of Kenta. He was calling, you know, Ishii a little cute dog, calling him ugly, calling him, you know, disgusting, and all kind of whatnot. Then he would talk about Goto, and he would talk about how Goto was lazy, and how Goto um, looked like an idiot wearing the LA Dojo shirts, and all sorts of whatnot, you know? It was just all sorts of stuff that Kenta was doing that, Made you, made your skin crawl. But it was hilarious. But it was in Japanese. But you can see those in subtitles when you watch the New Japan World um, matches. If you go back to the archives and you look at the backstage comments, just watch what Kenta's doing. Even if you're reading the subtitles in English, 
just watch what the man is doing. Look at his presence. He had a presence on that camera. He had command of that microphone while it was in his face. He made those he made those reporters backstage that worked for Tokyo Sports and all that other stuff and Gong Weekly and all this other stuff, man. He made those guys pay attention. He commanded them in the palm of his hand. I wish you guys can see what I'm doing, but I'm cupping my hand out. But he had the whole backstage uh, reporters in the back of his hand. In fact, watching the backstage comments was more entertaining than the matches, or at least on par with the matches, especially when you know that Kenta was coming up. And the first thing he would do is he would sit on the floor and he would tell the cameraman, come here, sit, 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 sit with me, sit with me, sit with me, sit with me. Listen, I want to talk to you about something. And he would talk about how um, his hair was looking. He would talk about how, you know, what, what kind of food he was eating that day. He was talking about how he and uh, 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 Tama and Jay and Fale were talking about tongue and coffee and all kind of goofy shit. And then at the end, he would turn to you and be like, and oh, by the way, before I leave, Ishii, you ugly son of a bitch, I'm going to take that boat from you and kick your ass. Or Goto, stop being lazy. Cut that hair and do something with it and stop wearing white on um on this day. You know you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day. Don't you? Who dresses you? Oh, he laid waste to um, Sonata and their matches. Those backstage promos. Those shits was funny. Dietrich often tells me for New Japan to really stand out, they need to have someone that can appeal to both the Japanese and to the American. And what you need is a foreign-based wrestler that can help carry the stardom of New Japan Pro Wrestling because it's not Okada. It's Although Okada is one of the greatest wrestlers in the promotion, it's not Tanahashi, although Tanahashi is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. And he appeals to everybody, but he only appeals to the Japanese fans. Okada only appeals to the Japanese fans. The American fans, we appreciate what both these guys do in and outside of that ring. I more than anything else do because I fucking watch and pay attention to what these guys are doing and saying. You know, even with the translations on, I can understand. I can get the message and they're conveying it to me because I know what they're talking about. Straight up subject, wrestler versus wrestler got a reason to fight for the title, for that revenge, for putting them out for that injury or whatever the case may be. I can see that. But I didn't see how entertaining that Kenta was. And I didn't realize how much of an asset Kenta can be. And if New Japan is smart, this is the man that they can build the company around. They can put him right in the mix of the top tier as a threat to Naito and as a potential face of the brand. And I'm going to tell you why. So as you know, during the um, the pandemic, 
all of the talent from New Japan Pro Wrestling, they sent out messages to all of the fans about looking out for one another during the pandemic, this, this, and the third. Wash your hands, stay safe, keep your hands clean, be hygienic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, we can't wait to come back and to perform and to wrestle for you guys. And we hope that, you know, we'll be back real soon and we can't wait to wrestle in front of you guys. We got that from every wrestler on the New Japan roster, from Rocky Romero to Raguchi, to Raguchi, to you, um, Ryusuke Taguchi, Tanahashi himself showing yo, Yano Toru, Okada, um, Kojima, Nagata, even the retired Nakanishi, the retired Jushin Liger, um, everybody kind of gave their, be safe, we'll be back, we're going to do what we do. So then when the wrestlers started talking about the excitement of them coming back, they started giving those messages also. But there was one message that stood out. And that message, it wasn't from Okada. It wasn't from Tanahashi. Although I respect Tanahashi's emotion because he showed a lot of emotion going into the show and coming back from the show um shit even Makabe's personality caught me out there too when he was impersonating Ricky Choshu um after their um their their return match I can appreciate that but the one message one VTR message that stood out to me was from Kenta Kenta didn't do his promo in Japanese. Kenta didn't do his we can't wait to return and I can't wait to get back in a ring with Bullet Club. He didn't do that in Japanese. And he didn't do it in Japan either. He shot the promo from Florida which is where he resides here in the United States and he said his whole message in English and he did it with such clarity Kenta did the whole promo in English. Now, I mean, Digic was talking. You know, when kids in Japan go to cram school, they have to take English, and taking English is expensive. When you take English in school, it is called business language, which is English. Everyone speaks business language, which is English. Some people go to um, after school or whatever. Study under a tutor to learn English. And you got to be rich if you can afford these English courses. But however, and I'll say it again, Kenta took full advantage of everything that he learned in 
NXT. Kenta took advantage of those promo classes, those English classes. Kenta took advantage of all that stuff. So what's to say that uh, he can't succeed in New Japan Pro Wrestling? I think that he would be, like I said, the idea spokesman for New Japan going forward. I think that Kenta will definitely and should be at the top of the list of competitors in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. I'll state this. Jay White is the leader of the Bullet Club. He is the face, the de facto leader of the Bullet Club. Personally, I believe that it's actually Tama Tonga, that he's actually the fucking leader of the Bullet Club. That's what I personally think. I personally believe that Kenta should be right up there in the mix with Kota Ibushi. He should be right there in the top of the mix with Sonata. I think he surpassed Sonata, truthfully. It's just me. I think that he is right there with Shingo and Hiromu and with Naito and, of course, Okada. Okada right now is playing the Tanahashi role. Of course, he'll be back in the, in the title picture because um, I think that eventually he will end up uh, breaking the other tie with Tanahashi as far as title runs go. But if you really want to put a stamp on that IWGP title, you got to be crazy as hell not to bet on Kenta. I think that Kenta can be the face of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I believe that Kenta has what it takes to carry the load. And I'm not just saying that because it's like, oh, okay, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the guy and I respect what the man does. But it's the fact that everyone talks about in order for the Japanese product to be appealing to the American fans, they have to make it Western. Well, guess what? Kenta is the product of the success of learning what he learned in WWE and in NXT and for him to go on to become a star in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I personally believe that Jado and Gato and Sugar Bayashi can definitely put Kenta in the mix along with Jay White, along with Okada, along with Tanahashi, along with Naito, the champion, Hiromu, the junior champion. You can definitely make a name for Kenta as the star. So right now, the United States Heavyweight Championship, for example, 
is around the waist of John Moxley. It'll probably be a while before John Moxley can come back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hopefully they won't strip him of the title, but they may strip John Moxley of that title again. Juice Robinson, Fit Finley, they probably won't be back in New Japan Pro Wrestling for a while until when the uh until the new um the G1 climax starts. So actually when the cup starts, right? Which I think they they might be in the cup. No, they're not in the cup. Finley and um Juice, they're not in the they're not in the cup. I don't think so. You know, but I truly believe that Kenta can not only go after the never open weight belt with Shingo, and I would love to see him and Shingo go at it for that title. I would also like to see him go after the United States Championship. I think that Kenta would be the fucking man as the IWGP United States Champion. I really think him and if if Moxley can come and defend that title, I would love to see him and Moxley go at it for that belt. I really do. I truly believe that him and Kenta can tear the house down. You know what else I also believe? Kenta's just freaking incredible on social media. He's hilarious on social media. He takes digs like the best of them. You guys ever see all the um the shit a year and a year and a half ago what people was talking about with Seth Rollins and how he was trolling people on the internet and talking about how, you know, he wrestles for the greatest company in the world and that there's not a worker anywhere that can do better than him? Will Ospreay answered him and told him, "Well, son of a bitch, I just won the best of the Super Juniors tournament and I was and I'm in the um the New Japan Cup and I'm going to be in the G1 Climax." So what are you saying? The best wrestlers in New Japan made Seth Rollins look like a fucking fool. And no, no disrespect to you, Seth, but I'm just saying, you know, Will Ospreay made you look stupid. And, you know, I hate to bring up old shit, but yeah, that's what it was. He did make you look stupid. But Kenta has that same flair, too. You should see the energy he was bringing to CM Punk. Every chance he gets, he takes a dig at um, Phil Brooks. He takes a real hard dig at him. He's like, yo, I want royalty money from you using my finish. The GTS. Now, if you go back a couple of episodes You'll see where this all ties in with the episode about you can't copyright no moves, man. And the reason why I state that is because that was the whole nature of my conversation. Kenta uses the GTS, the go to sleep. CM Punk used the go to sleep. Just like how everybody used the coup de gras. Just like how Finn Balor uses the coup de gras, everyone's doing the coup de gras. Kenny Omega did the coup de gras. AJ Styles did the coup de, coup de, the coup de gras. Each of the Bullet Club leaders used Bloody Sunday, version one and version two. 
the style clash, the one wing angel. Remember how everyone was placing Kenny Omega as the face of New Japan Pro Wrestling, the Gaijin face of New Japan? Well, we all know that the Gaijin face right now is Will Ospreay, then Jay White. You know, those are the two aces there. But the total package is Kenta. I believe that if New Japan can see money in somebody, look to Kenta. Look to those potential matches with him and Okada, which will be coming up soon. Look to those matches with with him and Tanahashi. That's going to be coming up soon. Look to him and those matches once again with Goto, and you'll see soon enough. Forget about Ishii. Forget about Yoshihashi. Forget about Hinare. Forget about um, David Finley or anybody else. Look for the series of matches that he's going to have with Sonata. Look for the action that's going to take place inside that ring when Sonata and Kenta get inside that ring. And I'm predicting this right now. Those are going to be match of the year candidates. They're not going to be five finger stinkers. They're going to be match of the year candidates. Look at those matches. With him and Evil. Look at those matches with him and Shingo Takagi. Look at those. Look at what he will do with Okada. Look at what he will do with Kota Ibushi. Look at what he will do with Zack Sabre Jr. Your money man is Kenta. Kenta proved to many people that he can draw in fans anywhere, regardless of language. So the language barrier is a non-factor when it comes down to this wrestler. He speaks perfect English. And he's, of course, naturally fluent in his native tongue, Nihon. He's good in ego. A little fun for you guys. Nihongo sugoi desu. Kenta-san. Ego-san. Ego. Sugoi desu. Kenta-san. He's good in English and he's good in Japanese. Good in Japanese, good in English. I speak broken Japanese. My shit ain't all that good. I gotta study. But you get the point. He put in the effort. He tried. WWE didn't know what to do with him. They tried. He asked for his release. They let him go. He's in a prime spot as a member of the Bullet Club. And the person who I personally think that New Japan Pro Wrestling can actually build the promotion around with all of those feuds that I just said that's going to make some fucking money. Hell, I'll even go on to say this. 
wait till when him and Jay White link up. Then come talk to me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am getting ready to get on out of here, but we thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Wrestlers With Experience. If you like this episode, please follow us on our social medias, please. Also, you can reach us on your favorite podcasting um, system that you like listening to us to, iHeartRadio, I believe, um, iTunes, Google Play, um, well, Google Podcasts, excuse me, I'm always saying Google Play, I don't know why, I just love saying Google Play, um, Spotify, um, like I mentioned, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and a couple, Podbeam, and all these other great podcasting um, mediums that you can listen to us to. Follow Dietrich Davis, DOD On Demand, check out the network, all of the links are there to not only wrestlers with experience, but to the important nobodies, you definitely gotta check that out. Um, you also gotta follow Dietrich on Twitter, uh, DOD On Demand, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, XM Nightbuster, Instagram, M double 44 Facebook Mark a dot morel. You can also check out my music page there as well too. And last and surely not least, you can definitely follow me on my new medium. Um, Black junction, Mark morel. You can follow me there too. So we thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of wrestlers with experience. We are very grateful and thankful that you are supporting our efforts and supporting this movement. Uh, again, like the show, leave a comment, uh, give us a thumbs up, send emails. You got questions that you want to ask, please feel free to email Dietrich so that you can um, ask whatever question that you want to um, get an answer to, whether if it's anything New Japan whether if it's anything pro wrestling Noah, all Japan pro wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance. Whatever the case may be, whatever questions you guys got, please feel free to send those questions in and we will be glad to answer those questions. And again, we can't do nothing much more, but thank you for supporting our efforts. We really appreciate your support. So you guys enjoy and have a good one.